0: Howdy folks, this is Bill Woods up here in Sun Valley, Arizona, and I hope that you're enjoying your Friday the 13th. I don't know why people get so shook up over that, it's just Friday on the 13th of the month. Anyhow, I want to talk today about the high priest who hated Jesus. In Proverbs 29.2 it says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when a wicked man rules, the people groan. There's a lot of groaning going on in our world today. The Bible says that God puts into authority those who he selects to rule. We know that God will either give us what we need or what we deserve. Throughout the Bible, God used government to reward or punish his people, depending on their obedience to him or rebellion against him is how he reacted. It's time for our nation to repent and come back to God. Today I want to consider a wicked ruler of the people and the consequences he reaped by his actions. For a while he thought he was in control, enjoying such luscious power. But the day came when he realized there is a much higher power that he would have to be accountable to. I'm referring to Annas, the high priest, the uh, religious and political superman in the time of Christ. Old Annas thought he had it all put together. He had everything his old heart desired power, wealth, fame, prestige. What he had in his day could be compared to a politician in what's being called the deep swamp today, or can be compared to a mafia boss or a cartel drug lord today. Annas was everything Christ came to destroy. Annas was a power that ran Jerusalem. He held the highest position of his race. He was the political overlord of Jerusalem, and what he said went. Annas was the religious and political superman of the Jewish people. Annas was the power behind the politics. He was the power behind the economy. His home was in Jerusalem where the temple was, and he had been able to bribe and use his influence to become high priest. Now, it's interesting to know that the Jews didn't want him there, but Rome appointed him because evidently he would uh, work with them like they wanted. He was appointed the high priesthood about A.D. 6 by Quirinius, governor of Syria. He was deposed in A.D. 15. Annas was the man whose fingers were in all the social pies, whose hand grasped the most luscious political plums, whose scheming mind carefully planned every evil course taken by the religious elite of Jesus' day. Annas was the man who inspired and ordered Jesus to be harassed and embarrassed in front of the multitudes, trying to make Jesus look foolish. The problem was his plans usually failed because Jesus would win the debates. The people loved to see these intellectual exchanges. Annas was dethroned as a religious leader because he had overstepped his bounds with Rome once too often. But actually, that didn't discourage Annas. He still ran his little empire. He was replaced by another man whom Rome appointed, but Annas would not be set aside that easily or quickly. There was money, power, and prestige in the office of high priest, and he wanted it all. The high priest was the most powerful Jew in the land, and Annas intended to keep that power and all the perks that came with it. While he was still high priest, Annas ensured his position of power. He set up his political fences with care and shrewdness. He put his henchmen in the key positions until he was able to control the Jewish religious life and gather the religious taxes. He knew that someday he'd probably overstep his authority and make somebody mad, but he also knew that he'd never lose his power if he would play his cards right. When the day came, he stepped down as high priest, but he never released the power that he had gained. The new high priest lasted less than a year. When he was ousted from his position, Annas maneuvered his oldest son into the position. Annas was still in full control. In fact, Annas was able to put five of his sons in this key position. They served their daddy like puppets on a string. When his fifth son was finally removed from office, he managed to open the position up for his son-in-law, Joseph Caiaphas. Yes, the same Caiaphas that you read about in the Bible. For 16 years after losing his office, Annas had control of the position of high priest the people looked to him as the actual high priest what power what wonderful power he was enjoying probably the first time man has heard of jesus was when jesus was 12 years old jesus jesus had gone to the temple and had amazed some of the temple priests with his wisdom and understanding of scriptures their question was how could this little boy know so much as this little boy knows In Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52, it says every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. After the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first because they assumed he was among the other travelers. But when he didn't show up, that evening they started looking for him among their relatives and friends when they couldn't find him they went back to jerusalem to search for him there three days later they finally discovered him in the temple sitting among the religious teachers listening to them and asking questions all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers his parents didn't know what to think son his mother said to him why have you done this to us Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. But why did you need to search? He asked. Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things up in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. Annas was probably told about this child prodigy. Nothing more was heard about this carpenter's son for a long time after that. Then one day a rugged, loud-mouthed, uncivilized, uncouth fellow by the name of John, the people called him John the Baptist, began to preach in the wilderness and denounce the corruptness and unrighteousness of the Jewish people and their religious leaders. Well, Annas didn't like what John was saying. Who did this long-haired, loud-mouthed, unkept, smelly man in the animal skins think that he was? Oh, John was criticizing Annas' little empire and calling it corrupt. He was stirring the people against all that Annas and his crowd stood for. Annas uh, was the power behind the high priest's throne, and He'd do something about this. His word was law. His schemes were commands. His plan called for action. And Annas would settle things with this unkept fellow. John would know that he'd tangled with Annas. The ultimate insult came one day when Annas was listening to John rant and rave, trying to catch and Annas was trying to catch him in some legal or religious mistake so he could have him arrested, when suddenly jesus showed up john immediately began proclaiming jesus as the messiah the son of god then john baptized jesus in matthew chapter 3 13 through 17 it says and jesus went from galilee to the jordan river to be baptized by john but john tried to talk talk him out of it i am the one who needs to be baptized by you he said so why are you coming to me but jesus said It should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly beloved Son who, who brings me great joy. Well, after having heard John's challenging message calling men to repentance, the people were ready to accept this Jesus for whom he said he was, the very Son of God. Annas didn't know how John and Jesus pulled that dove and voice thing off, but he did know that his authority as head of the religious world was under attack. He'd have to put a stop to this right now. The day Annas actually masterminded Jesus' death was when Christ tore into his plans for turning the temple into a private money march. John chapter 2:13 through16. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration, so Jesus went to Jerusalem. In the temple area, he saw merchants selling cattle, sheep, and doves for sacrifices he also saw dealers at tables exchanging foreign money Jesus made a whip from some ropes and chased them all out of the temple he drove all the sheep and cattle and scattered the money changers coins over the the floor and turned over their tables then going over to the people who sold doves he told them get these things out of here stop turning my father's house into the marketplace When Jesus drove the money changers, the sellers, the buyers, and all the animals from the temple, he'd gone too far as far as Annas was concerned. Annas' greedy heart just couldn't take that anymore. He made up his mind, Jesus was going to die for that. Annas was like most of our society. If you really want to hurt them, hit them in their pocketbook. Annas heard the many things and sermons that Jesus was preaching, he saw his miracles. Annas might have wondered secretly if Christ might really be the Son of God, just like he claimed. But wealth and power had gotten such a grip on him that even God would have to step down for Annas. There was no room in the earthly kingdom Annas had built for God or for love or for anyone or anything else. To Annas, self was the most important God. Self was all that he had room for you know somebody said a man all wrapped up in himself makes a pretty small package with his power he put the machinery in motion that would eventually take this man who called himself God take him to the cross the hands that crucified Jesus might have belonged to Caiaphas or Pilate or Herod the Romans and and others but it was Annas backing those hands that nailed Jesus to the cross the mob would cry crucify him crucify him but behind the bloodthirsty voices you'd find annas pushing and adding fuel to the excitement Till finally the decision was made to nail jesus to the tree the hammer strokes might have been those of the soldiers but it was annas who actually held the hammer what music it must have been to his ears then to rid himself of this fly in his ointment that was always in his face. What torment the me- memories must be now! Annas wanted it to appear that he was playing a minor role in the hideous death, but he masterminded it all. He had so much recognized power in what happened that Jesus was brought to him first after he was arrested, instead of being taken to Caiaphas, the actual high priest at the time. John chapter 18, verses 12 through 24. So the soldiers, their commanding officer, and the temple guards arrested Jesus and tied him up. First they took him to Annas, the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest at the time. Caiaphas was the one who told the other Jewish leaders, it's better that one man should die for all the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus as did another of the, uh, of the disciples. That other disciple was acquainted with, high, with the high priest, so he was allowed to enter the high priest's courtyard with Jesus. Peter had to stay outside the gates. Then the disciple who knew the high priest spoke to the woman watching at the gate, and she let Peter in. The woman asked Peter, You're not one of these man's disciples, are you? no he said i am not because it was cold the household servants and the guards had made a charcoal fire they stood around it warming themselves and peter stood with them warming himself inside the high priest began asking jesus about his followers and what he had been teaching them jesus replied everyone knows what i teach i have preached regularly in the synagogue and the temple Where the people gather, I have not spoken in secret. Why are you asking me this this question? Ask those who heard me. They know what I said. Then one of the temple guards standing nearby slapped Jesus across the face. Is that the way you answer the high priest, he demanded? Jesus replied, if I said anything wrong, you must prove it. But if I'm speaking the truth, why are you beating me? Then Annas bound Jesus and sent him to Caiaphas, the high priest. Annas didn't want it to look like everything had been planned, so he tried to ask Jesus some questions about his doctrines and about his teachings. But Jesus saw right through what he was doing. And Jesus answered, I have taught openly. Annas laughed gleefully when a soldier slapped Jesus in the mouth for his disrespect of the high priest. Annas finally Gave the nod that Jesus that sent Jesus to Caiaphas, then to Pilate, then to Herod, and then back to Pilate, and finally to the cross. Annas signed Christ's death warrant, warrant as much as any man did. Poor Pilate was caught as a pawn in a huge game of power. Remember, Pilate tried to... Somehow to get Jesus off the hook there. But he didn't have the courage to really take a stand against the people. Annas was there to see that cowardly Judas brought the 30 measly pieces of silver back to the temple. And all the priests laughed at the misery that that scumbag was going through for betraying his savior and his master. Satan always laughs at us when sin has run its course. Annas thought that he'd won this pest wouldn't threaten his kingdom anymore Oh, the sweet taste of power and revenge then three days later the reports came that jesus christ was not dead but alive the tomb was empty annas would not could not stand for that he put out the report that jesus disciples had stolen the body He bribed the soldiers to lie. He must have paid them pretty good because they they were taking a chance that they would have to fulfill the death sentence that Jesus had to go through if they were caught in a lie. That was over 2,000 years ago. The pride and godless ambition of Annas took him to hell. For 2,000 years he had been tormented with what he did to Jesus Christ. You might think, well, what a wicked man. It serves him right to be in hell. But wait, before you pass judgment on Annas for being so wicked, you better look inside yourself. How can you blame him if you're putting yourself and your plans ahead of God? Aren't you as guilty as he was when you crowd Jesus out of your life? If Annas could do it over again, I imagine he would actually act differently. He'd probably be more open to God he'd probably pray more and and search the scriptures more I imagine he'd think less of himself and more of God put down your foolish pride and egotism which won't mean a thing in hell humble yourselves before Christ and accept him as your personal savior Annas would want to serve God in any way he could if he could get out of hell right now He'd be more loving and kind to others and never stir up trouble with his tongue. If he had it to do over again, he'd not end up in hell. He would not. I believe the current politicians that are running roughshod over America today will someday have the same regrets. We need to pray for them. My thought is that I can't teach them or reach them, but I can warn you, learn a lesson. At any cost, don't you go to hell. God has provided a way for you to escape that annas is uh, what he is hopelessly facing forever listen the most important decision that you can make today friday the 13th 2021 is if you don't know jesus christ as your personal savior confess your sins to him invite him into your life ask him to forgive you of your sins and to make you part of his kingdom and then after you've repented and told him how sorry you are for your sins and you want to change your life then go out and begin to live for Jesus Christ as you should as part of the Kingdom of God I want to pray for you. Dear Jesus I pray that you help those that are listening today that don't know you as their personal Savior that they will realize that this is the time where they ought to accept you because you said now is the day of salvation now is the accepted time And God, I pray that you'll help them to realize they don't want a chance going to hell because hell is forever with torment that we can't even imagine and no hope of ever getting out. But Lord, thank you that you've made a way for us to accept you as our Savior, to be forgiven of our sins, to be cleansed of all unrighteousness, and to be part of your family that will be with you for all eternity. Lord, I pray that you'll bless those who know you as their personal Savior, that today you'll help them to realize the responsibility of praying for others and telling others about Jesus Christ. Draw us all closer to you, I pray, and as we face uncertain days ahead, and as we see the, the stuff going on in our world now, the corruption in our politics, and the threats that are going on about... COVID and masks and vaccinations and all these things. Help us, Lord, to get our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ and allow you to make us victorious in our Christian walk. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, once again, I I hope that uh, you're living for Jesus Christ. I hope that you have the peace of God in your life. I hope that uh, you're growing in your Christian walk every day. This is Bill Woods up here in Sun Valley, Arizona. If you want to contact me, you know my email address is lowercase r-e-v-w-m-w-w-o-o-d-s at gmail.com. My mailing address is William Woods, Box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona, 86029. God bless you. Talk to you later.